This is the final word. Australia Pakistan Daily, day four and final from the MCG. Mm. Uh, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins. Show's brought to you by Seabus Super. You can tell us, Adam, in the space of 30 seconds why this match has finished. All right, Australia lost the four wickets they had remaining in their second innings relatively briskly this morning. They ended up bowled out for 262, setting Pakistan 317 for a most unlikely victory. And it remained that way when they lost a wicket before lunch and one after that. But then Barbara Azam found his way into form somehow. I say somehow, it was a risky business initially. With Shah Massoud, who was batting like an absolute dream until Pat Cummins brought himself back into the attack. Third ball back, gets rid of Shah Massoud, caught it second slip. Great catch from Smith. Feels again like it's game off for Pakistan. But after T, Rizwan batting with Salman. They just get him closer and closer and suddenly they're going at five or six and over and you're thinking this might be special. But then Australia take five for 18, including the extra half an hour and they win the game on night four instead. Pat Cummins, 10 for 97 match figs. Remarkable at times. It was never, it was never entirely on. It was always yeah. like... If this keeps going for another 30 or 40 minutes, it might be on, or yep. another 30 or 40 runs. It, there's the point where the point where Rizwan and Salman get it under triple figures. They get it into the 90s in terms of runs required to win. And that's where, even at that point, I'm thinking, one of these two gets out, which they will at some point, then the rest of them are not very good, and they're not going to put on 80 together. They might put on 30 together. I thought if Pakistan's last four might be able to put on 30 or 40 to get there. They're, so if it gets that close, then, then potentially it's on. But it was a possibility of it being on. It, the fact that it might be on was on. You know yeah. You know what I mean? It was just a little bit short of being on, on. Yeah. But equally, uh, I was a believer. Yeah. And maybe I was a believer. You and, I, and I acknowledge that maybe I was a believer because I wanted it to happen. You yeah. know, I wanted the close finish. I wanted the 1982 three-run result or yeah. winning by one wicket or whatever. I wanted something like that to uh, cap a brilliant 2023 um, and it didn't quite happen and yeah again it was Cummins wasn't it? The wicket of Rizwan which we may as well get to pretty early here. Took him about five minutes on DRS. Richard Ellingworth put in such a tough spot to determine whether that ball hit the, the wristband of the glove or not. It was deceptive because the bruise on Rizwan's arm was it was in a different spot and mm. like you go through the hotspot technology and I know there was a, a large commotion with the Australian group when when Sticko went up, I mean, we all kind of knew there was something. Yeah, we all knew hit. it had hit something. It had hit something. That, that wasn't... Uh, well, that but wasn't I think it was the, the original point. hotspot bit that they were going up for as well, wasn't they it? They did, Because yeah. there, was, there was a kind of smudge, there was a smear um, I kind of felt like contact. the original... I mean, I might be wrong here and again. I was looking through the prism of, I want a close finish, I'm barricade for the yarn in journalistic terms. I thought that smudge was kind of there before the ball got there. Mm. I felt like the colour didn't change. I don't know. It was all happening very quickly. Yeah. It's one of those where if anyone gives you too strong an opinion disregard it there's loads of grey area right. um, this could have gone either Literal, way kind of grey black white lots of it was, you know it's, it's hot spot so it's all in yeah. that negative photo frame thing um, and it's hard to tell you're like hang on but what colour is his arm normally on that because that's a kind of greyish paler colour and like the arm guard <laughs> is a darker colour um, but that's on the front arm but this is hitting on the back if arm if we've got Doug Bollinger's uh, fake hair yeah. standing out as much as it did on this technology mm -hmm. in 2009 and if we're talking about sending yeah. you know manned missions to Mars 
does, yep. I think at some stage we can develop sufficient technology mm. to know whether the ball's touched the glove in that situation. I've I don't know. I just realised the reason the hair would have been showing up is it must have been because it was kind of polyester or something and absorbing the heat of the sun <laughs> and thus radiating. How hot was it sitting on top of the head? It must have been, it's been like wearing a fucking Bain Marie up there or something, just bubbling away, keeping the pasta sauce warm. Incredible. Incredible resilience to be able to walk around with that on top of your scone um, and not go down just with heat stroke generally. But yeah, was it. Fuck was going it? bald gracefully. I'm going to put a Bain Marie on me bonds. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes on the sash. Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> the, here's one for our England listeners who won't have a fucking clue what no, you're on no, about. No, but enough people fine. live that's in fine. Melbourne. That's fine. Some people it's do. Fine. Some people live here. Um, as you can see, it's a it's nice fine. day today. Stand it by was her. sunny. It was good. Um, yeah. Look, I thought it probably got a bit of the wristband, but who cares what I think? I don't know. But the one thing, the one problem I did have with it was, it was given not out on the field. And my understanding is the third umpire is supposed to overturn on yeah. conclusive evidence, and I didn't think it was conclusive. Again, so I, I think thought, that's. But I, also, don't you think we've reached that point where that's stop being a thing and I'm not saying it shouldn't be a thing just to be absolutely clear here but I think we've hit the stage where a little bit like with soft signal they got Mm. rid of soft signal because they didn't want that to pollute inform Mm. determine what the technology was going to get to so I agree my instinct everything fibre of my being is well is it conclusive enough to overturn it but in practice third umpires are now making a new decision making a brand new decision and on this case uh, it was enough for Illingworth to go on the balance of probability Hmm. that's ball on wristband of glove therefore Rizwan's gone and he was you know clearly um, devastated you know we've spoken about Rizwan during the week being a theatrical type the innings reflected that there were Hmm. so many little mini moments with him today where I reflected back on our conversation from a couple of evenings ago but um but yeah, I was deflated because that you know it was only a partnership. You look back at it; they put on fifty-seven. They didn't mm. put on one hundred and fifty-seven. Mm. But it was the way they did it. It was the way that after Salman got whacked on the helmet, you're thinking he's going to be a walking wicket from here. Mm-hmm. He batted so bravely. The way very, he got in line with the next, next ball, ball and just steered slide it, uh, slid it down to deep third for four. I was on comms like that takes real guts. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good thing that he was getting into trouble the way that he did from a safety perspective. The yep. ball before, um, why isn't he wearing the? clips on the back of his helmet mm-hmm. these types of things immediately come to mind but yep. having gotten through that lengthy process with the physio to get behind one the next over mm-hmm. as well got behind one and steered another and they that seemingly flicked a switch in both of them that they were going to really hunt down these runs yep. and who and knows put pressure back on by scoring quickly exactly. I think that was the key thing and because Australia were so dangerous at times it was like well, stop them being as dangerous they went after Nathan Lyon with absolute purpose today yep. didn't take a wicket got belted around at about 4.8 and over. Unusual for line in the fourth innings, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was I looked at it the other day when we were writing about his 500th. I think he's taken wickets in 29 wins in the fourth innings mm-hmm. um, across his career, which is a lot. He's, he's contributed at the end of games a lot. And I know there are the famous times when he's bowled in the fourth innings and they haven't won games, and that's happened as well. That's all part of the story, right? But he, he was... He bowled so well in the... In his first innings here as well, like he, he he seemed like he would be the key in the fourth. So they went after him deliberately. Um, it was it was just enough to keep Australia a little little bit shaken at times that they weren't entirely confident they had the game on their terms. Look, it, if those two are still batting together, we don't know what would have happened next. Rizwan might have lost his middle stump next ball. The way sure. that Pat Cummins was bowling yeah. and the way that he used himself, the Midas touch he applied with every bowling change, Mm. with him anyway, um, across the four days of the Test match or the three days where Mm. Australia bowled, I don't want to say that that would have changed everything, but I can easily imagine a scenario where 
you know, I've referenced 82 a few times today. We're coming back with 37 to win tomorrow. Well, or also like they're, that, or, they're or like Pakistan in 2016 mm. uh, up at Brisbane where they came back with about 80 to win. Like Those were the scenarios yeah. that I was pondering and thinking, how bloody good would have that been? And maybe they bat through to stumps and they don't take the extra half hour. Yep. And But then I think... Well, I they mean, couldn't have had they been five down. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah but it had if those wickets don't fall because they're seven down, the seventh wicket falls two minutes before stumps and the mm. umpires decide to take the extra and it works. Australia get the three, um, even though Argus Solomon at that point is is basically trying to get the runs in the extra half yeah. hour himself because why not? And, and fair play to him, made 50 off 60 odd balls counter-attacked towards the end um, the last four in Pakistan's lineup, naught between them naught 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 and naught not out <laughs> yeah <laughs> quite so that was effective that worked really well, well wickets fell at 219 yeah. 219 237 237 mm. 237 and the supplementary numbers are um, <laughs> but but I mean you, you dial it back a lot of it comes back to the Hazelwood delivery to Barbara Azam as well got that that grassy green oh, yeah. strip Decked it back in. Um, it was almost the same one that Cummins bowled to Barbarossa in the first innings. Pretty stiff. He's yeah. had two balls jagged back like that. The only time, sorry, rather, the second time in Test cricket he's been bowled twice in the same match. Mm. Robinson bowled him twice last year in, in Pakistan. But, yep. you know, like, that's taken, that's taken two balls that have jagged. Uh, I'm not saying it was all due to the pitch. It's no. fine bowling, but still the point stands that he's bowled through the gate twice and just when it felt like he was kind of hitting himself mm. back into some rhythm, mm-hmm. he wasn't batting conservatively. He was trying to hit the ball really hard and I think he picked up on the energy of Shah Massoud. Mm. Shah Massoud, who has talked the talk and we said two nights ago that we really hope that he keeps playing with that spirit mm. of trying to score quickly, of trying to drag the team with him to a better place. I know they lose today, but mm. the example he set today before getting out to Cummins, albeit at a crucial time, might just help with that you know in a year's time the the, the sad reality is that Pakistan only play nine more test matches after next week Mm. in the rest of the world test championship cycle through the middle of 2025 it's ridiculous all these fucking two test match series they're not series Mm. Uh, and coincidences and and that's the shame of the WTC it's a brilliant thing but allowing teams to only play twice in a air quote series means that most sides are only playing two test matches against Pakistan that bit's not working right Mm. so in order where Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum had so much test cricket to groove their new way of doing things before a high profile series against Australia followed by another one against India, Pakistan will play nine test matches in the next 18 mm. months. They're not going to have the, the muscle memory, the lived experience of doing it time and time again, I feel for them. Yeah, um, and it was frustrating. This was a frustrating test match because they fought bloody hard. They were really good. They were in it up until the last hour, you know, all through. After that first day, we were like, okay, that's, an, that's a reasonable first day for Pakistan. Yep. They do well on the second day. They hold Australia back. Then they rock them with the ball. Then they let them get away again. The drop catches dropping Warner in the first innings. It doesn't help. Had had they got him early, who knows? Um, dropping Marsh in the second innings, obviously a lot more, a lot easier to trace the the lines of what happens after that. At fifty plus extras with the ball in the first innings stands out, doesn't you know. it? Fifty two extras now when you consider the margin of victory seventy nine. Yeah. I know they don't add up quite, but you know it, it does feel like that. That is one area where Pakistan mm. have a lot of room to improve. Yep, 20, I think it was 20 buys and 15 wides. And a lot of the buys went buys, innings. by the way. It's just the reluctance to call wides on balls that right. bounced over his one's Yeah, head. there were a lot of bouncing over the head ones. Australia had a bunch of those as well. Yep. Um, gave quite a lot of those away. But it just always felt like Australia were too dangerous, and Cummins particularly. Yeah, five yep. in each innings, 10 for the match. And he just has this ability to bring himself back on and strike um, and does it 
does it with the ball pitched up with that sort of uh, length delivery the, the classic Sean Massoud you know getting caught at slip is, is, is Sean Massoud the Pakistani James Vince loves it um, loves nicking one there great catch looks so good as well like you said mm. really you know stands up tall played the pull shot really nicely and cut so on, well but, made room for himself yeah. drove down the ground drove through cover chipped through mid wicket like he, he was class yeah. today he didn't do yeah. a thing wrong until the point where he probably didn't get far enough across to play that ball. Mm-hmm. That's the one mistake yep. he's made, and that's the beauty of Cummins. You make yep. one small mistake, and there's a decent chance he's going to get you out. And the fact that Cummins can do that quality operator at that length, and then to the low, lower order can drop the length back and can yeah. monster them, and he did. You know the way that those balls were taking off. What the last four wickets pretty much are out to to being gloved up in the air. Mm. Um, well, there was South Shaquille as well with the little uppercut that he nicked. That was a Stark, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was bad batting. To... I thought I thought Shaquille's shot was uh, the wrong time to try and mm. do something nifty. Like it was more a. Uh, it was, I think it was just instinct. He just saw that yeah. length and went, "That's what I'm supposed to and do." Also, to it. he's been out to the short ball a couple of times now. Yeah. Might be in his head. Just on Cummins, like a few bits and pieces. One when he went round the wicket to change his angle to Imam Al Huck. A couple of balls after doing that, blows mm. his pad off and does it two balls after that. First one goes Pakistan's way uh, and they don't review. And it's exactly the same mm. ball in terms of the projection, maybe a centimetre difference, but the decision went with Australia on the field and thus was upheld and up umpire's call. Mm-hmm. But he'd started over the wicket in that spell yeah. and was beating the bat consistently, realised I want to change it up before I'm too knackered to keep bowling, gets the wicket. Second spell to Shah Massoud, starts around the wicket. Something different to think about having bowled so well to him over the wicket. I reckon... And by the way, in doing that, went beyond Richie Benno's 248, which was the gold standard in Australian Test cricket for a long time. Mm-hmm. Past 250 today with, I think, his third wicket. Um, you know, captaincy, when we talk about Cohen's in 2023, so much of it is going to be about his leadership and what he's done marshalling this Australian side and getting them to where they've gotten to, World Test champions, etc. But Cummins the fast bowler for a sec. You know, he loves playing on the MCG. If they were picking a greatest Australian eleven. I know they did one for the team of the century in 2000. Mm. If you were starting afresh and picking the Australian team uh, to play Mars um, in a uh, one-off test match, Mm. um, Dennis Lilly's probably in there. Uh, uh, Glenn McGrath's probably in there. And Pat Cummins is probably in there edging out Ray Lindwall. You know what I mean? Right. And and that, to me, is the sign of where he's... Mars is shithouse. They don't want it. Mars don't want it. We want it. it We want it. They don't fucking want it enough. Not as much as we wanted the result today. We're barracking for that. But no, the, the, you know, I know there'll be competing views on this with fictional um, teams that there always are. But yeah, the the, the common spot in Australian fast bowling history, if you're picking three, I I do think we've reached that point where Cummins is in that group. It's Mm. just where he ends up now. And he missed so much test cricket. He's only 30, might play till he's 35, might not take 500 test wickets the way that McGrath did. But um, I think that he'll be seen... he might take 355. He he might take 355. And I think he'll be seen the same way, I suppose, is what I'm saying. And the captaincy adds to it. The fact that he's such a fucking good leader um, and they love him they play for him uh, it was an inspired choice I know the way he became captain wasn't what they wanted mm-hmm. he, he probably wasn't who they wanted to become captain either mm-hmm. after Tim Payne ideally he would have done it for a bit longer mm-hmm. and a batter took, took over after him but um, that's broken beautifully for Australian cricket who called it first we did 2017 Pat Cummins for captain we, we were right not right about everything <laughs> we're right about that Hall of Fame why don't we do the final word Hall of Fame which is brought to you as always by Seabus Super Seabus mm-hmm. Super established in 1984 we're so close to celebrating their 40th birthday. Uh, they invest in industries by investing 
in sustainable long-term projects. Mm-hmm. CBUS property developments actively invest in the industries that are important to their members. Kind of like the same idea we were saying yesterday about mm-hmm. fees. Fees are kept low in keeping with the idea that uh, they are trying to deliver for their members every single day. Yep. These wonderful returns, 8.99% on average across the 39-year span in their super-default account. It is Bradmanesque. We saw the, uh, the, the Pakistani squash player today. Mm, Jahangir Khan. Jahangir Khan, who is the Bradman of squash. He was. And we saw, this might be Hall of Fame worthy, actually. Cbusuper.com.au, past performance on a reliable indicator of future performance. He was um, being um, fanboyed by Wazi Makram and Wakar Yunus. Yep, and then Chayota Freddy, who Takes pondered in as well. Yeah, you, you don't often see... People who get fanboyed by others all the time doing the fanboying, um, but they were pretty excited. I think, what did he win, like 600 games and lost two or something like that? Crazy numbers. Crazy, crazy record. Go and look him up, Jahangir Khan. We, uh, we had legend. Shahid in our commentary yeah. for a bit, joined me, and, you know, didn't say anything particularly revelatory, sure. but he was very excited to be back in Melbourne, I can okay. tell you that much. Hall of Fame for that was, I can't remember who it was, but on our Discord, someone captioned that photo, bang, bang, meets boom, boom. I think that very was Thomas good. Miles. I did enjoy that. I very saw good. Thomas before. With his, uh, he's heading off to the Big Bash. That won't surprise okay. you to learn. And having not finished the all. test match not today. Uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, I've got one. Why? Okay, you, you can go get, get out of the wristband, as Muhammad wristband did today. Um, Muhammad wristband. Now, for most players, that might happen a few times in a career if you play for long enough. It might probably happen yep. more than once. Why are wristbands so fat? Why do they go so far up the arm? His wristbands were almost up to his elbow. His wristbands were like six inches long. Why can't someone develop better elastic? And have smaller wristbands. And they used to be. Remember the way Marginal the gloves Marginal games. Looked? Dave Brailsford. Yeah. It's like weird packages getting sent to places. If that package contains skinny wristbands, you're not out. Well, a few things here. Look at Bradman's gloves. They mm. stopped pretty much where whatever yep. these bones are. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't go all the way up his wrist. It was no. good enough for Don fucking Bradman. It's good enough for you. Bunch of soft dogs. Um, but, on, but on that, you can actually have the wristband what by wrist leaving a slither yeah. above the glove. Because mm. if the wristband isn't connected to the glove, oh, true. the leg being connected to yeah, my yeah, wristwatch, yeah. you know, if it's not connected yeah. to the wristwatch, yeah, as it yeah. were, um, then, um, you know, Doesn't you won't it? be Mr. McCraig with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg, and you won't get given out because there'll be a gap there. Isn't it like, is it electricity like? If you have a sweatband that then is touching the glove, does the sweatband become part of the glove? It does. Yeah. But what about the arm guard because that sometimes touches the glove and players don't get it given yeah I know I know guard. the sweatbands that are connected to the gloves mm. are part of the bat and all the rest no but like the one if it's not connected if it's like a Kirby no, no, Ambrose no, no, one. I know what you're yeah. saying I'm pretty sure okay. I'm pretty sure okay. if they're touching the glove right so you need yeah. a gap and you need to, you need to like put fluorescent zinc or something on your skin so it shows up on hotspot that yeah. there's a gap there. That's yeah, there there's more to be all done right. on this. So I, I keep coming back to this show I've been okay. watching for all mankind. Mm. They do all sorts of amazing shit on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and the, 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 Mars is here. They're in my head right now. Okay. They just landed in Mars in the episode that I watched last night. All right. All right. Um, I've got one. How <laughs> about Australia bowling their first over of the fourth innings today mm-hmm. and on the scoreboard them being negative one on over eights? That takes some doing mm. to get one over down after one. Haven't even bowled one. Yeah. <laughs> and in the third over, they were down by two. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. No. I don't know how they pulled it off. I don't know how it was calculated, more to the point. Right. Um, but, um, you know, today's a day where we talked about the application of technology and the rigid application of it. Yeah. And that was clearly being rigidly applied. Um, I, had, I don't know. I had another Hall of Fame. I can't remember what it was. So that's not a very good story. It was, something, it was wardrobe related uh, as well. There was the wristband and there was something else. I've got lots of things written down. But you know what, Jeff? It's fine. It, it's fine. Cbusuper.com.au. Uh, we could not be happier to be in association with them throughout the course of this year. Check out what they do. Do. We love them for it. Um, check out what we do at patreon.com forward slash the final word. The next episode in your feed will be a story time we recorded before Christmas. Quantum leaps, like there's parallel universes. Um, so that's in there for uh, December 30. December 31, you're going to get our New Year's show, which includes our review of 2023, our best of, worst of, which we do 
every year. Mm-hmm. It's a feature. It's an annual thing. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. It's a tradition. Uh, and and I, I suppose that's it from us that's from the it. MCG. Our one week of the G uh, each year. We've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you to everybody here. Uh, two more quick ones on the way through uh, to Ross, who works at the Australian Sports Museum. Uh, one of our patrons, Ross River, I think you dubbed him mm-hmm. when his name number came up a while ago. He looked after my family, unbeknownst to him that it was my family, in the um, museum today. Peggy's mm-hmm. first ever day at the MCG. Not Winnie's first rodeo, but... Um, mm-hmm. He looked after them wonderfully. And Jill at Gate 3, who always looks Love after Jill. the media coming in. She wasn't there day one, day two. Saw her at the lifts this morning saying, mm-hmm. I'm back on your gate this morning. It was wonderful to see her. Uh, she makes our lived experience at the G that much better. She is the heartbeat of the MCG. Love you, Jill. All right, final word, Daly, out from the G. See ya at Sydney. Bye. Bye. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself.